0: Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating Pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original Boxer Briefs for Women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6x visit tomboyx.com this episode is brought to you by technically speaking an intel podcast when you think about the future what kind of technology do you envision whatever the future holds artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all Presented by AT&T. Connecting
1: changes everything. A new season of Bridgerton is here.
0: Welcome to Brainstuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brainstuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. I just wanted to let you know this episode deals with the topics of depression and suicide. So if you're not up for that today, go ahead and skip it. And hey, take care of yourself, okay? During the publicity that attended the recent suicides of Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade, people were urged to reach out to loved ones they suspect are coping with depression. There's good reason for this nudge. More than 16 million American adults experience major depression, with only 35% of those affected turning to a mental health professional for treatment. Effective treatment can lead to partial or complete remission, and thus a vastly improved quality of life. But one of the tricky things about depression is that it can prevent people from getting help. Still, despite these numbers, a lot of people are confused or anxious about how to handle a potentially depressed loved one. How can you tell if someone is really depressed? And how exactly should you approach the person? What if they get mad at you for asking? Although a lot of variables are at play and it's impossible to predict a reaction, experts insist that it's always better to make a true and caring effort. We spoke with Matt Honorado, director of social work and an adjunct clinical assistant professor at The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center's Harding Hospital. He said, A people who contemplate suicide are ambivalent up to the end. They want the pain to end, and if there was some other way to end the pain than kill themselves, they would take that. There's always hope. You make a small gesture of, hey, I'm here if you need me, and that could stop someone a week later from trying to kill themselves. The small things we do make a huge impact. So how do you know if someone is dealing with depression? Almost all of us get the blues at some point, feeling down about our lives or ourselves, The difference with depression is that this feeling does not lift and is not improved by spending time with friends or taking part in fun activities. Some fairly well-known symptoms of depression include sadness and loss of interest in hobbies enjoyed in the past, weight gain or weight loss, trouble sleeping or excessive sleep, difficulty concentrating, and suicidal thoughts or comments. A general irritability is a lesser known and often overlooked symptom. Verbal statements of feeling empty or worthless are also important to note, as well as physical symptoms like pain, fatigue, headaches, or stomach aches. If any of these symptoms last more than two weeks and interfere with the person's life functioning in some way, it's probably not just the blues. Like any serious illness, depression needs to be treated to get better. A lot of people are scared to approach loved one about depression or suicide, whether it's because they don't want to offend the person, are afraid to make the situation too real, or are worried that they'll get yelled at. We also spoke with Dr. Catherine Burnett, assistant professor at the School of Social Work at Tulane University, via email. She said, Any time a sensitive issue is brought up, the potential for defensiveness or anger is there. She also noted that you're not necessarily in for a fight, though. Quote, Everyone responds differently, and many people may be relieved to talk about their struggles, especially if a non-judgmental and sensitive approach is taken. In the event that the person does react unhappily, it can be helpful to be open and direct about your emotional response. Therapists suggest saying something like, I understand you're going through a lot, but when you snap at me, it makes me feel sad. There's no guarantee that one talk will result in action, and that's okay. Burnett said, Sometimes, if a friend seems to blow you off, you can affirm that you just care about them and are there if they ever want to talk. Your friend may not respond immediately, but your care may have left an opening for future conversations. When you do initiate the conversation, calmly express concern, then let them do a lot of the talking. Listen first. Hold off on any problem-solving or suggestions. It might sound silly, but just listening to a person's experience of depression can help them validate that experience for themselves. Once they've had their say, therapists recommend asking probing questions like, how bad does this get? Does it ever get worse than what you're telling me? Are you aware of having a lot of guilt or shame? Just avoid saying things like, look on the bright side, or it's not that bad, or even something like, when I was depressed once, I started walking every day and I got better. Remember that depression is a systemic illness. It can affect a person's whole body and being, so it needs treatment tailored for every individual person. It may take time, but hopefully, they'll come to the conclusion that their depression can be treated. There are lots of options, depending on how severe the situation is. If the person is suicidal, there are services that offer 24-hour access to trained professionals and other resources. In the US, try looking up the National Alliance on Mental Illness or Mental Health America, or the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, or the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Some services are free, and there are federally funded outpatient and inpatient programs available to folks without insurance, with payment based on a sliding scale according to income. If the situation is less urgent, talk to your friend about what option they might be most comfortable with. This could start with a trip to the family doctor, particularly if your friend doesn't want to see a therapist— After all, primary care doctors are also able to rule out any other medical cause, like thyroid problems or anemia. They can screen for depression, prescribe medications, and refer patients to mental health professionals. Many employee assistance programs offer free or reduced-cost counseling sessions to staff and family members, so be sure to check your specific plan for counseling and other resources. Honorado said, I think culturally we're becoming in America more comfortable talking about mental health, depression, and suicide. People are being more open and knowing that there is help out there, that you won't be judged and are not alone. Today's episode was written by Alia Hoyt and produced by Tyler Klang for iHeartMedia and How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com.